You're listening to The Big Possible Show with your host, Noah Scott. It's time to break through the limits and achieve all you can imagine. All you can imagine. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Big Possible Show. Noah Scott signing on with yet another incredible guest today. Our guest today, Ruxana Hussein, is an award-winning journalist, writer, editor, and publisher based in Los Angeles, California, who has been quoted in outlets such as Fodor's Travel, Boston Globe, Sherman's Travel. With over 20 years work experience, 10 of that as a full-time freelancer and independent consultant, Roxana's bylines have appeared in Delta Skylines, Restless Magazine, Detours, Luxury Travel Magazine, Business Insider, USA Today, and more. Born in India and raised in Oman, she now calls the United States home. She has visited Japan, Poland, Mexico, Yukon Territory and Canada, Dominican Republic, Costa Rica, and many more countries reporting on travel stories. Roxana is the recipient of several diversity fellowships and journalism awards from press clubs and editorial organizations. Woo! I am so excited as a, as a nomad, as a traveler. I have been really looking forward to having you on and just hearing all about your stories. So, Roxana, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you so much for having me, Noah. I am very excited to be here. Fantastic. And, and it's, it sounds like you've had quite an adventurous life. Do you want to, just for the listeners here outside of that bio, fill in a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure, absolutely. So yes, born uh, in India, raised in Oman, now in the US. I'm based in LA, uh, full-time freelance writer, editor, now a publisher. Um, I come from a background in corporate communications and editorial. Um, and I've really, truly enjoyed working with um, all of the different media organizations and clients that I've got here. Um, I will say, though, that I moved to the U.S. in 2006, and it's been a very eventful journey uh, trying to accomplish the things I have in, in the time that I've been here. Um, but I, uh, I did have a couple of health setbacks um, back in 2013 or so that kind of helped me look within and make some decisions about my life and the way I was living it. Um, and that's really what has brought me along the path that I'm on right now. So um, I'll keep that short and sweet, but um, I'm, I'm excited to be here and to share more. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. And one, one way we've always loved to start the show is, is with a story because this is the big possible show and we geek out on stories about people embracing the odds and, and taking a leap or and, and just chasing their dreams. So I'm sure you've had plenty of those. Um, if you want to just look back and, and choose one that comes to mind, you know, and, and take us there. What was going on in your head at the time and, and how did you prevail? Yeah, um, I will say the wildest one is definitely being a publisher of a digital magazine. I've got Traveler and Tourist. It's a lifestyle and travel magazine that I ha have out every month. Did not imagine that I would do that. Did not think that was part of my career path. But it just so happened that um, I first had the idea in 2018. I came off of a pretty bad experience with a publisher I had worked with for a very long time, um, owed monies, uh, had to resort to a lawyer. Unfortunately, uh, media publishing industry in America isn't exactly very fair and just to freelancers. Mm -hmm. um, so chasing payments and being part of your unpaid labor and hours. Um, but, you know, I, I learned from that experience and I was like, I, there has to be a better way to do this. I don't think... I need to be working with somebody that does not respect my time or talent um, or effort. So I knew how the back end of magazines worked as an editor. Um, and I decided to 
go in and do an Adobe InDesign class to see if I can put together a magazine. Um, and then I had a proof of concept and I sent it out to a bunch of folks that said, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. Um, what do you guys think? Um, obviously, the very immediate feedback was the design needs to work, <laughs> which I kind of knew um, and I was ready for that. I also realized I would need an editorial assistant because um, I do write for other outlets and clients. Uh, so, you know, putting that team together, getting all of that in place, the back end, the different platforms and processes, it took me a good year and a half. And then I launched the first issue in January of 2020. And then we know what happened in March. Yeah. And I was like, gosh, this is precious timing for a travel magazine when nobody can travel. <laughs> totally. But um, it worked out in my favor. You know, people were homebound. Um, they were wanting to be traveling to places and they couldn't. And so I ended up realizing that this actually worked in my favor. I had a lot of people subscribe, a lot of interest in the magazine. And um, honestly, I mean, it's been a thrilling experience and it gives me great joy to put this magazine out there and hear from readers every month. Wow, that's that's so <laughs> incredible. And so what was the driving force behind um, really when it got to the point where like, okay, enough is enough. I mean, you could have found a job for another publisher. You could have done anything. What was the driving force to to really just create your own thing versus jumping on somebody else's thing. So what was that driving force behind really just deciding to go out and do your own thing versus just shifting and, and maybe either getting a job at another publisher or, or continuing freelancer and just, and just really just finding a different set of clients or, or, you know, just making a shift there. So I do have my clients and I do have my regular projects. So I still work for a couple of different folks, but it's, I choose to do it on my terms. Um, and taking on the project of the magazine was something I wanted to do for myself. And I think that's part of enjoying working for yourself is to also have a couple of passion projects that you find joy in that you do that are for your own satisfaction and fulfillment versus what you do for clients and, you know, finding joy in that as well. So that was sort of the balance I was seeking. I needed to have a passion project on my side that was mine to call and that was, you know, mine to work on and that I found pride in putting out into the world every, every month uh, versus, you know, obviously the ones I do for my clients, my name is attached to that and I have those bylines, but it is still for someone else, right? And so I wanted to have that balance of something for myself versus something I do for other people. Yes, beautiful. And that's so critical that, and it doesn't really matter you know, if something succeeds, if you if you have that backup plan in place, but the joy that you can get from having a side project that's all yours, that's just, you know, you can put all of your creative energy and focus into it. It it really allows you to tap into that flow state and, you know, and put all the good things that you're good at into something new and exciting. So really, you know, kudos, kudos on doing that. And here we are now. It's it's just keeps on going. So, yeah. Well, fantastic. Good on you for sticking with it as well. Thank so, you. all right. So now I want to ask some of the, the very selfish questions about sure. some of the destinations you've been, some of the write-ups you've had, because, you know, twofold, like one, the listeners I have, you know, I, I host retreats around the world for, for cool people, entrepreneurs, creatives, but also I like to travel. And so I'm always looking for the next spot to go. Um, what are some of the destinations that you are particularly excited about? Maybe something that has a emotional significance uh, for you in particular. <laughs> I just, I literally just came back from Iceland two days ago um, from Reykjavik. It was my first time there. And uh, the significance of that is, it, and I've shared this online, a lot of people um, actually could relate to it, but 
I, I grew up, like I said, in the Middle East in Oman, and I learned of the word Reykjavik when I was in middle school uh, for a general knowledge contest. And I didn't even know it. This is in the 90s. You didn't have the internet. There was not a lot of uh, interaction with other communities. So I didn't even know how to pronounce this word. I learned it by the letters of the word. And I didn't know what it was. I didn't know if it was a building, if it was a place. It was, I had no idea what this was. But I was fascinated by the fact that I can't pronounce this word. I don't know how to say it. And it's stuck in my head. I'm talking about, and it stayed all my life from middle school until now. And I said, you know, one day, of course, over time, I learned that this is a city because it is in Iceland. I, I learned how to pronounce it. I said, okay, one day this is going to happen. I'm going to get there. But, you know, life happens, right? Work or moving to the U.S., um, getting married, you know, things happen. And so I said, this is probably not going to be in my future. I'm just going to look at videos of Iceland and be mesmerized by the waterfalls on video. And then here comes this opportunity to go visit. And it was just the most amazing, magical experience ever. And for me in my 40s to say, I think that was fourth or fifth grade when I learned this word. And then to now actually be able to be in the place that is it is the most amazing thing ever. So wow. <laughs> that was my little emotional moment, like get just, just flying into Iceland. I think I was like, oh, middle school heart is so happy right now. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Did you get to go to the Blue Lagoon? I actually went to the Sky Lagoon Ooh, and okay. let me tell you, they know how to do their lagoons well. So wow. um, it was a fabulous, fabulous day. I highly recommend um, definitely going to one of the thermal baths, but Sky Lagoon was an amazing full day experience. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I, I definitely need a redo for Reykjavik. I was I was scheduled to be there on uh, on we had a flight with Wow Airlines, rest in peace. And <laughs> the, the, the plane never showed up. So that okay. was I've got yes, a, it's calling me. Yeah. It's yeah. Calling me. Cool. <laughs> you should definitely go. I highly recommend it. It's, it's a magical experience for sure. All right. Fin fantastic. Okay. So now I'd like to, I'd like to shift gears and chat a little bit about just the, you know, the frameworks that you use in your personal life to just stay motivated, stay inspired. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously as a creative, as a, you know, there's a lot of uh, temptation to just put out mediocre products, put out just whatever. How do you stay ahead of, at your craft? How do you stay excited about the work that you do? Like what, what are some of the, the tips and tricks that you have for us? Um, I definitely would say for the lifestyle I've created for myself, which is being full-time freelance, um, you know, put yourself first, um, see what works for you and then build around all of that. I do think that there are sacrifices and compromises that's part for the course and what you're doing. But when it's your choice to do that versus someone imposing that on you, it brings on a whole different mindset. Uh, mindset. Um, so I definitely think that's uh, one way to unlock your potential. Um, definitely put yourself first. Um, I think the other one a lot of people have trouble with, especially with how social media has changed your lifestyles is comparison. I would say stop comparing yourself to others, at least in a negative way. Um, and if you do choose to, then Try to make that work positively for you, right? Make that the fuel to your fire. Make that a reason for you to grow and use that as a way to see how you can progress. So I think there's a good way to, to look at comparison. And I feel that if a lot of folks tend to do that, that would be better. And I think learn to hear and say no. Like hearing to say, you know, hearing the no and learning to say no is such a big deal. Um, it, it truly helps you build a thick skin and it helps you sort of re- calibrate and, and, you know, figure out different ways and approaches to circumstances um, that really help you build the courage and confidence in, in your own talents and abilities. So definitely learn to say now. 
Oh, I love that. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, it, it, it reminds me a lot of, of something that my coach told me back in the day, uh -huh. which, which was, he kind of just threw it off as a comment in, in the community, but it's really resonated with me. And, and it's something I bring up a lot on the podcast and that, and that is, it's just so much more practical to get good at the things that you love personally than it is yeah. to try to love the things that you just happen to be good at. Mm -hmm. And Very I, true. yeah, I love how you, how you just said, focus on you first and then yeah. let everything else kind of fall into place around that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So I'd also love to hear, you know, just in terms of your personal like decision-making processes, because when it comes with having a lot of different things on your plate, especially even if you are getting clear on what you want to do, there's a myriad of choices that pop up in life. So for me, I love things like Eisenhower Matrix or, or the SIPTA framework, different things that will help me evaluate between two hard decisions. And so do you have something in particular that you like to use, whether it's for daily decisions or for big life-defining moments? So I'm glad you asked this. And I, I do not know, unfortunately, who to attribute this to, but this is something I heard once in uh, one of these conferences I went to. Um, and this is something I use all the time to make a decision as far as any opportunity that comes my way. And so the question is, how does this opportunity build upon the overall quality of my life experiences, right? And there's three things to remember here. One is building upon, not adding to, you're building upon what you've already got. And that's a very important part because you're going to progress from there. You don't want to just have more of the same experiences. You want better. And that brings you to the quality aspect of it, right? How is this quality of this experience helping me? Don't want just five mediocre experiences. You want one absolutely fabulous one that will push you to the next level, right? And thirdly, life experiences. This shouldn't be just about how does this help me personally show up in society or how does this help me financially move ahead? It has to be an overall thing. You can't take up a job that then is going to have you, have you affecting your mental health. That's not helping anybody. You know, and then you can't say, I'm going to take up care of my family, but then not have the job to be able to do that. <laughs> There's another imbalance there. So you want to look at it as an overall aspect of your life experiences versus one aspect of the different things that make up your life. Mm. And I feel like that question, again, don't know who to attribute it to. I wish I could go back in time and remember where I heard this. But I remember writing it down and I put it up on my wall behind my desk. And every time I've had an opportunity, I've just looked up at that and stared at it. And like, try to note down, okay, how does this help me? How's, where am I going with this? Is this good for me or bad for me? Is this taking me to the next level? And I feel like every single time, something as simple as do I plan to travel to this next place I've been invited to versus do I want to work for this client for the next six months, right? This one little question has helped me make that decision. And I share that with everybody that ever asked me. Oh, I love that. It's, you know, it's the simple things about actually being intentional with, with the way yes. that you, you show up to, to look at, you know, each opportunity. And, you know, when you have that lens and you have a framework to apply, then even if you make the wrong decision, you've at least put the thought into it and you're going to learn and grow from it down the road. So yes. yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. Okay. So as we're working towards um, wrapping up the, one of the big questions I would love to ask you is really about getting started because yeah. I think that's something that, you know, you look at, you look at where your career has been. You've, you've had a, a flourishing career for a number of years for, you know, over a decade. And then you decided to, to go off and do your own thing. 
What, what are some of the things that now that you started on your own, what do you think contributed to the success and, and just being able to get it out of the gate right the first time? I will say that this is something that I first learned when I moved to the, the U.S. and was sort of trying to figure out my, my professional path. Like what, what am I doing here? Where do I fit in? Um, and I had someone once told me, you know, take, take cues from your environment, like listen to what people are saying and then act upon that. So a lot of times what I would first hear was, we can't hire you because you don't have relevant American mm -hmm. education. Um, I was raised outside of the U.S., so I, all my education was in India and Oman. Um, so then I said, okay, well, how can I make this better for myself? So I went ahead and did a couple of certificate courses and I had that to show as experience in the U S and that was immediately somehow opened the doors to a couple of opportunities. It wasn't even like a full degree. <laughs> it was just a couple of courses, but that was relevant education for people to, to be able to relate to and hire me. Um, other things I heard was, you know, we can't hire you because you don't have American work experience. Um, this is for someone that has already worked for five years in India, right? So I'm thinking, well, how can I make this better? So I start volunteering with a couple of different nonprofits, right? And I'm like, I make the connections. I have good relations with them. So when time comes for a referral or recommendation, I have somebody there that can speak to my work. Um, so I felt like there were a lot of these cues that initially I was so tunnel visioned into finding the right job and being the best in corporate America and having all this climbing up the corporate ladder. I didn't think about these things. Um, and then when someone told me this, like, listen, listen to other people, like take cues from your environment, listen to what they're telling you and then act on that. That's been one of the best and it still works to my advantage. I still like to keep my ears open and listen to what people are saying. Um, and it still helps uh, even after all these years and where I feel a lot of people feel I'm, I'm successful and doing good in business, there's still things I can improve upon. And so when I hear that in a conference or talking to my mentor. Okay, let's work on this. How can I make this better for me? So it's always, it's always going to be a work in progress. The day mm. you're not working on yourself, you're done. Oof, totally. <laughs> it's always going to be work in progress, but it's an investment in yourself and you, you'll see the results of it. Totally. And if you can learn to enjoy the growth, then you are off to the races. It's, it's kind of like Jeff Bezos has that thing on, on, at Amazon where they're like, every day is day one. You know, you, you approach it with the humility that I still have room to grow. And that just, Always. yeah, it just creates the foundation for improvement and, you know, curiosity. Um, so many, so many beautiful lessons there. Thank you. Okay. So uh, for our final question, um, would love to just, I, I would actually love to, hear one of your stories one of your write-ups if you yeah. can look back at maybe one of the favorite pieces you've written and if you want to just bring us to that destination that write-up what was the piece about and and uh you know and how can our listeners just kind of go there so one of my favorites to write was actually a visit to tequila tequila in mexico um in guadalajara um, it was an assignment for actually a publication in the UK called Restless Magazine. And I was there to interview and speak with a couple of the local women-owned um, business owners, like the women-owned businesses, to talk about how they're helping to maintain and build the, the cultural and food heritage of the area. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a fantastic experience because I got to visit the tequila fields, see where the agave is grown, you know, speak to people who work there every day, um, pick these plants out, 
I got to see the whole process of how the tequila is made. It gives you, it really gives you more value <laughs> and understanding of what you're consuming at the end of the day. <laughs> it adds new meaning to it. Um, and really just seeing how these women work together to help maintain sort of their culinary traditions. Um, and it, it was an eye opener for me because you don't realize how intertwined everything is until you sort of go in there and investigate that a little bit. Um, so that was a really fun story to do. Um, I got to experience the area. I got to experience the local food. Um, they had a tequila train <laughs> that you should do. Um, definitely recommend that. Um, a tequila so what I, was I that? would say a tequila train. Oh, so like they have a five in a row? Yeah. You go from, yeah, you, you take the train and they have a little tasting that they do. And then they take it to the factory and then you get out there and you see how it's a whole thing. It's wow. a whole thing. You got to do it. <laughs> but that was one of my favorite stories to do because I got to meet local women who are entrepreneurs were, you know, doing their bit for their community and bringing in the monies. And it was really nice to hear from them. Beautiful. Yeah. I love, I love, I love being able to support the the local entrepreneurs when, whenever I'm traveling Absolutely. and it just, it's just so powerful to see the the spirit of, of the people as well. And, you know, sign me up for that tequila train. That sounds incredible. I, I do have a visit to Guadalajara coming up. Um, oh yes. There soon, you go. So yeah. Add that to your, add that to your itinerary. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. Well, fantastic. Rixana, it's been absolutely a pleasure just having you on the show and I, I, we could probably go on for hours just talking travel, but for, for time's sake, um, let's go ahead and share with our listeners how they can find out more. I know we've just teased them with the tip of the iceberg here, but um, how do they, how do they read your stuff? Where do they get your magazine? All of the good stuff. Oh, well, thank you so much. First of all, for having me. Um, I would love for folks to connect online. If you would like to subscribe to the magazine, it's on travelerandtourist.com. Just go in and put in your email. You'll get it every month direct to your inbox. Uh, we've got video content on there too, and a playlist for you to listen to every month. So make sure you sign up. Um, and then for all of my other writing work and samples, you can see me on roxanawrites.com. Um, and all of my social media is on there. So, you know, feel free to connect with me. Um, I appreciate professional connections on LinkedIn. And if I can be of assistance to anybody at all, um, I'm more than happy to share for my, my journey so far. Thank you. There you have it, folks. RoxanaWrites.com. And thank you so much for being so generous. I hope, I hope everyone doesn't, doesn't bombard you with messages, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe they'll, be, they'll be enjoyable. So thank you so much. Thank you, Noah. Take care. Okay, have a great one. That's it for this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is Noah Scott signing out to let you know I appreciate you for being here. Of course, if you enjoyed the episode and want to share some feedback, visit Apple and drop a review. That review will help other people find the show, and it also gives me a signal that, hey, people are out there listening. And with that, may the rest of your day be filled with epic adventures. And I'll see you right here for the next episode.